Honestly, I don't know which collapse was worse. The 2023 Eagles over the course of six weeks or the 2008 housing market. Every week I think to myself, well it can't get worse, right? And then it fucking does. We were down 24 to nothing at the half to the 5-11 Giants. We couldn't have had a worse regular season ending than that. But this brings us to the end of the 2023 regular season and we are in playoff territory. We'll try to figure out what the fuck is happening and we'll look into our rematch against the Bucks. All that and more on this week's episode of Second and Fifteen. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of Second and 15, a Philadelphia Eagles fan podcast. This is your host, Michael Roscoe. And before we break down what we're going to talk about in this episode, I just want to start with a disclaimer for this one. So normally I record episodes on Wednesdays so that they air on Thursdays. However, this week's episode is being recorded one day earlier due to the fact that on Wednesday I'm having surgery. And as much as y'all love to hear me rant every single week, I can almost guarantee you I wouldn't be able, you would not be able to understand me if I try to record on Wednesday night. So please keep that in mind when it comes to my ability to speak about slash report on events, as well as Wednesday's updates info will not be in this episode. But stay tuned to social media if I'm able to post. I don't know how the recovery will look like, but just stay tuned. Now, let's dive into what we're going to break down on this week's episode. We're going to review that god-awful game to an extent, and I will give you some observations. Spoiler alert, they're all not that great this week, and we'll look into what we need to do to beat the Bucks and move on to the divisional round. But first, a little bit of news. Rookie defensive back Sidney Brown is out for the season with a torn ACL. Now, this is very unfortunate news for us because even as a rookie, he has been doing phenomenal with us this season. I think he's a very promising young man, and I'm sad to see his first NFL postseason stripped away, but I have high hopes for him coming into the next season, so rest up, Sid. We'll definitely need you next season. And there is no official word on injury reports, specifically with the status of A.J. Brown, other than that his ACL appears to be intact, dodging a gruesome and untimely situation. There were a couple injuries in that game. I know to Reed Blankenship, Cam Jurgens, uh, obviously Sidney Brown and A.J. Uh, Brown, as well as Jalen Hurts with a dislocated finger. Now they say there is not a fracture in it, and hopefully that means it won't impact his ability to start against the Bucks, but we'll dive into more of that as we hear more news throughout the week. Now, for those who are new to the show, first of all, welcome. It's been a lot, <laughs> but um, normally this part of the episode is where I dive into my version of highlights for each game. However, I honestly don't have in-depth full highlights for you all this week. Because for my own mental health, sanity, whatever you want to call it, I had to turn the game off. Literally, as soon as it became 24-0, I turned my TV off and I put all my little Eagles jerseys and decor away. Now, some people may look at that as, oh, you're not a real fan. First of all, I'm a real fan. Die hard. Do not get that wrong. But second... my mental health has not been great watching the Eagles this season, you know? Um, 
This season is especially hard because it is the first NFL season without my grandfather, whom I've watched many a games with, so it does hit a little harder. And not only that, but just seeing the way we've collapsed essentially as a team over these past six weeks doesn't make it any easier. So I took a more mature approach to my usual reactions and I just put everything away, took some time to myself and went into my bedroom and just essentially waited till the game was over to see what the analysts and everyone else would have to say about it. But the reality is there is no way I could manage to watch the rest of that with it severely impacting my mental or my physical health. We had our fucking starters out there due to the possibility of securing the number two seed and the NFC East division title. But then again, with the way Dallas has been playing all fucking year, minus, you know, a couple losses and some sloppy games, it was an unlikely task for us to accomplish. And to make things worse, Sirianni basically threw up the white flag pulling the starters from the second half, which honestly, the starters should have been out in the first place. I'm going to go more into that later on. But that would probably make this loss slightly, just slightly, less embarrassing if the Giants were beating up on backups for the entire game. I know a lot of Eagles fans were on the same page. I've seen other podcasters and content creators stating they turned off their TVs, other fans not reacting well to the loss, and I get it. Ron Jaworski put it best. I was embarrassed. If this team wasn't embarrassing enough in weeks 12 through 17, they just put the icing on the cake in week 18. It just made everybody miserable. In that moment, they failed themselves, they failed the fans, and they failed the city of Philadelphia. But just in that moment. Because let's be real. As a lot of coaches and leaders will say in in a very cliche way, It's 0-0. It's the postseason. Regular season over. This is something new. And there is much more on the line, obviously, with postseason. It is a win or go home. Nothing else. If we want that chip, we have to amp up the intensity and make a complete 180 on that shit show of a regular season finale. All right, y'all. We're going to dive now into the observations. And I'm going to be blunt with y'all. I'm going to keep it a brick. Keep it 100 All my observations have uh, negative implications. Usually I have some positives, some neutrals, some negatives. But after that catastrophe of a clusterfuck of a game, whatever you want to call it, this is more of a roast session at this point. Not really, but kind of. Anyway, I'm going to dive into it. First is starting our starters. Now, I've been tossing and turning around this idea before the game of if we should play our starters or rest them, which a lot of teams who have secured a playoff spot do, you know, because what's the point of putting your starters in at that point? Give them time to rest and prepare for the playoffs, right? On one hand, if our starters played and were beating up on the Giants and Washington somehow pulled off a miracle, then yes, it would have been looked at as the smart idea, more so after the fact, to have played our starters. On the other hand, which ended up being the scenario that played out, this scenario was very unlikely, and we could have preserved our starters for another week, allowing them to rest, allowing them to heal, etc., before playing an actual win-or-go-home type of situation. We were already dealing with injuries, and they only got worse, and with our starters, between Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Cam Jurgens, Reed Blankenship, Sidney Brown, 
it just got worse. It was nightmare fuel, not only for the team, but for a fan base heading into the postseason. And speaking of which, the next observation goes into that A.J. Brown injury and the turnover that happened just before it. Now granted, that ball was forced out of A.J.'s hands with a well-placed punch out, so I gotta give credit to the defender. But this is just another incident in the Eagles' detrimental series of turnovers that we still... After 18 fucking weeks, we still don't seem to have answers for. And on top of that, he got injured out of it. For what? It was another injury that one, shouldn't have happened, and two, could have easily been fucking avoided. And now at this point, we're not sure if he's going to play in the wild card. Between the Devontae Smith injury a couple weeks ago and then this one, they were just unnecessary one, what is the point of putting Devontae Smith as a blocker on a screen on a third and 20? I know I talked about this, talked about this a lot. And then two, you know, again, the A.J. Brown thing was just a well-placed punch. Really good catch on his part, but still, it led to what could have been a very significant and might still be somewhat of a significance of an injury. And it's the decisions that are made for them at this point that are costing us. These dumbass decisions have cost us our top two wide receivers in a matter of weeks. Weeks. It's just frustrating. Going into my next negative observation, just zero effort. Like none. If there could be a negative score for that effort, it would have been. During the parts of the game that I did watch, it was like the team had given up right from the start. We didn't see the giant killer go on a rampage. We didn't see AJ bully his way past the DBs. We didn't see monster blocks by Kelsey, Mylotta, or Johnson. None of that. The whole offense looked despondent as fuck. And on the defensive side, well, let's be honest, there's nothing new there. The only one I saw putting in relatively any effort was maybe Reed Blankenship and possibly some of the rookies who want to make a name for themselves. And speaking of defensive, you know, schemes or lack thereof, should I say, our first defensive play was a really bad one, and it made a really bad start to the game, which is my next negative observation. The very first play, we see Redick drop back from the line, which I feel like I haven't seen him do all fucking year. And then we saw him abandon his zone to rush Tyrod Taylor, only for him to get the ball off to a wide open receiver. Where else? but in the middle of the fucking field. Surprise, surprise, you know? You know how many people are shocked by that? Absolutely fucking zero, because we have seen it all damn year, especially to tight ends. No wonder we've allowed a 125, 124 passer rating against tight ends. It's because of shit like that. Some dumb defensive play calling and dumb defensive decisions. Like, just, it was like an omen had occurred after that play. And then it basically did, because the game went to shit from there. Overall, it was just a really, really bad game. Like, Philly commentators are embarrassed. Fans are embarrassed. The players themselves are probably embarrassed. And I would not blame them at all for feeling as such. Something has happened to this team over these past six weeks. And I don't know what it is. You know, we see, like, Chad Ochocinco throwing up some shit like, um that we've kind of held ourselves back to all of a sudden just blow up in the playoffs like some weird conspiracy theory type of shit which 
to me has its things where it makes sense, but mostly things where it doesn't make sense. Why the fuck would we want to look like the most underdog 11 and 6 playoff team ever to then blow up? You'd think we'd want people to fear us going in, not to basically laugh at us going into this uh, playoff. I just hope that Ochocinco is right to an extent and that we just pop the fuck off in this playoff and make a run, you know? Will it happen? I can't predict that. I don't know. But if I were to base it on history, it would be a very, very tough task to complete. I'm not going to say it's impossible. I'm not going to say we're cooked and we're done and everything like that. You know, the last six games we got cooked, you know, I'll say that. But we still have anything can happen in the playoffs. Anything can happen in the playoffs. So I can't say for sure. But that's going to move on to my next and probably my final segment for this week, which is the postseason preview. Now, this week's episode is going to be very short because of the stuff I have going on in my personal life. So we're going to dive right into postseason stuff. So the Eagles go back to Tampa to face Baker Mayfield and the Bucks in a super wildcard weekend showdown. This game will occur on Monday night, January 15th at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on ESPN. The Eagles are coming off an embarrassing loss while the Bucks narrowly escape versus the Panthers in a 9-0 win. I honestly don't know if we'll have all the starters between Jalen, AJ, Devontae, and others. We'll just have to see how the rest of the week plays out. Now, pending that we have all of our players healthy minus Sidney Brown, this is what I think we need to do to move on to the divisional round. First things first. Now, we always ask this. If you're a Philly fan, you have been asking this all damn year. And for a couple of y'all, y'all been posting up outside the Novacare complex for this. But especially if we don't have A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith or both, run the ball. I fucking mean it. Like, oh my god. One of DeAndre's best games of the year came against the Bucks, and he had 130 rushing yards, and AJ had 131 receiving yards, but I'm focusing on the run right now. 131 yards, hurtling motherfuckers, just had an all-out great rushing game. And the Bucks had a hard time adapting and stopping the run game, despite their overall s- success with their run defense. Now granted, Alameda Zacchaeus did have a clutch touchdown against them, and he's our wide receiver four. If our wide receivers are struggling against a statistically not-so-impressive pass defense, then we are going to have to rely on our run game a lot, especially considering that Carlton Davis is back in the lineup, which he was not in the Week 3 game that we played, and they have Antoine Winfield Jr. in the back, who's a fucking beast. Next thing I think we need. The O-line has to not only prep for, but in the game adapt to the blitz, which was apparently fucking just absent against the Giants. We know Todd Bowles likes to blitz. Now, I don't know if this is some bullshit conspiracy theory where the O-line didn't put in effort because they had basically checked out into the playoffs like Ocho Cinco was talking about. But regardless... We were terrible against the Blitz against the Giants, and that has got to change in this game. It's not like we're not capable of. We have the best O-line in the league, coached by the best O-line coach in the league as well. Like, we, it's not a skill deficit. You know, it's not like our guys don't have the talent or the capability to do so. 
Last week was just a massive performance deficit where we just couldn't get shit done. On the defensive side, this is going to sound a little weird, maybe a little bit controversial, but from the defensive perspective, we need to force the run more as much as possible. Now, I know what some of y'all may be thinking. Why? Rashad White is a good running back. He's got just under 1,000 yards on the year. Why force it to him more? Well, if you've watched an Eagle game all season, you know how much our pass defense sucks. Overall, we have allowed a 101.4 pass rating against wide receivers and an even worse rating against the tight ends. However, we have held running backs to 4 yards per carry, which is an above average performance. If our DBs by some miracle prevent success in Tampa's pass game, they're going to have to rely on their run game, which we are much better at stopping. Another thing we need to do is, for the love of God, somebody please physically remove Brian Johnson from play calling the field, Philadelphia, the country, I don't know. I know there are teams that have what's called a get-back coach, where it's essentially a dude who like pulls the head coach or the play caller closer to the sideline if he's getting too close to the field. I know... The Rams had one because Sean McVay is always close to the field. But can we have a get him the fuck off the field coach and have that dude or female escort Brian Johnson as far away from play calling as possible? Because it's no new news. It's been bad. It has been questionable all but like one or two games. And it's been just the most infuriating thing I think I've ever had to deal with as a Philly fan as far as I can remember. And this is especially such in the red zone. We are consistently struggling there and we need some creativity, which we have like not seen from Brian Johnson at all. We need that creativity if we want to get into the end zone and not just settle for field goals because Unless it's two seconds left at the end of the game to be one or two points ahead, field goals don't usually win games. So we need to score touchdowns, and Brian Johnson's piss-poor-ass play calling ain't going to do it. So we need somebody to step in and add some creativity on this vanilla-ass playbook. Alright, my last two points. The first one being for the offense. Two hands on the ball. Two hands on the ball. If you're a tight end, a running back, a wide receiver, if you're the quarterback, fuck trying to stiff arm. If a tackler is within arm's length of you, two hands better be on that fucking ball. I do not want to see another strip fumble this season. And the last point for the defense, improve your fundamental tackling. Too many shoulder tackles that were easily brushed off too many missed tackles, too many arm tackles. It was like watching Pop Warner guys go off against NFL players. Our guys have the talent. They just didn't perform with such talent in that game. And it was very fucking evident. Go back to the fundamentals. Low man wins, wrap up, and you'll actually stop players from scoring. And granted, it was one game with really bad tackling, but this is the playoffs. It's win or go home. And we need to put motherfuckers on the ground and not in the end zone. All right, now my score prediction. Unlike last week, I think this will be much closer. 
Now, I would ideally love to see Philly run up the score and instill the fear of God into the other playoff teams, but based on our history this season, it's going to be another close game. However, I believe our motivation going into this game is much higher than that of the Bucks, and we will make a statement with a close win with a score of 20-17. to 17. All right, y'all. Well, that wraps up this week's short episode. Once again, thank you for joining us. And especially for this week, thank you for understanding my particular situation for having a short episode and the circumstances in which I'm going through. So once again, I thank all of you for being very understanding. If you like this show and want to listen to other episodes, we are streaming on a wide variety of platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Player FM, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to help support the podcast, please give us a like, rate, share, or subscription on whatever platform you listen, as well as follow us on our social media pages. On Instagram, it is at secondand15, 2ndand15, and on Facebook, it is the same title as the show, Second and 15, a Philadelphia Eagles fan podcast. Once again, thank you everybody for joining us this week, and I am looking forward to a complete 180 from the regular season ending, and hopefully seeing our guys move on to the divisional round by spanking that ass on the Bucks. Don't forget that game is this Monday night, January 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. As always, stay fly like an eagle and go birds. <laughs>